Hello and welcome to This Mom Loves. I'm Kate Wynn. I'm a mom, a teacher, a blogger, a writer, and also a podcaster. And this podcast is all about things that I love and want to share with you, whether it's favorite things that I recommend, lifestyle ideas that might be helpful to you, or interviews with amazing guests who I know will both entertain and inform. On the show today, I have a book recommendation to share, as well as an idea for a gift for new moms. It's something I've both received and given that I definitely think you want to hear about. And then I'm really excited that my special guest today is Tracy Moore, the host of City Line. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. We're going to talk about parenting and race, and she's going to share one of her favorite products. And also I'm going to ask her that uh, that always present balance question that people want to uh, to pose to moms. And it's funny because I know a few years ago there was a big backlash about how women always get asked this question, you know, how do you balance everything? And males who are interviewed don't often get asked. But I don't think this is a case of people judging or, you know, about men criticizing women for doing both things. I think a lot of times the questions come from women. And it was a woman who wanted me to pose that question to Tracy today because I think we all want to know how to do better with all of the things that we're juggling. So she will uh, she will tackle that one later on in the show. So please stick around. Around. In my favorite things today, I would like to recommend the book Better by Amy Robach of Good Morning America in 2020. This book is actually from 2015, but I've just read it recently. So when Amy was 40, uh, Good Morning America asked her to do a mammogram live on television as part of a you know a public service promotion kind of thing they were doing. And she was really hesitant, didn't think she even needed it, thought it might be kind of awkward, finally agreed to do it, and actually um, a lump was found. So the book is the story of her journey with cancer, and it also has to do with her career too. And of course, I always love learning more about the inside world of, of television journalism, but I learned a lot about cancer and health too, especially the different opinions that are out there um, amongst different groups when it comes to breast cancer screening, diagnosis, treatment. So it was very eye-opening for me. It's not something that I've learned a lot about before. And just a favorite passage to share with you. Amy writes, What a remarkable reminder that none of us can actually control what happens. We can only control the grace with which we react. So I definitely recommend this Better by Amy Robach. So all about her journey with cancer, her career, her family, the whole picture. And I will have a link to the book in the show notes for today's episode. If you are looking to find me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Facebook at This Mom Loves. On Instagram at Kate This Mom Loves. My website is thismomloves.ca. And I really do appreciate hearing from people who have listened to the podcast. So send me a tweet or an IG message, Facebook message, however you want to reach out. Tell me what you uh, what you liked about the episode or what you want to see more or even less of. All feedback is appreciated. In the lifestyle segment today, an idea for a gift for a new mom. When I had Olivia almost 13 years ago now, my friend and colleague Anne visited me at the hospital and she had a lovely gift for Olivia, but she also had a special gift for me. It was a gift bag of smaller individually wrapped items and there was a card saying that I was to open one item a day and these were things were just for me, not for the baby. So I got home and I got settled in and I was so excited every day to open up one more little thing. I kept the gift bag in the walk-in closet of our bedroom so that first thing in the morning, bleary-eyed after however few hours of sleep I'd had, I could go in and open something up. So there were things like magazines, a scented candle, sleepy time bath salts, chocolates, just little things that she knew that I would like. And um, 
I just couldn't believe how much that would perk me up, something to look forward to, and then also just a little a little jolt of, of happiness after opening the item. And I mean, obviously, this is not something that's going to be a cure for postpartum depression. But when you're a little bit emotional, you got a bit of the blues, you're just tired, it is a nice pick-me-up. So something to think about doing for another mom. And it's nice that it's for the mom. There's so many things for the baby. And of course, we, we're love our children and we want to look after them and we're happy to get things for them but you lose a bit of your identity as your own person when that baby is born so it is nice to have something that's just for you and I've done this now for a couple of friends and uh, from what they say I think it's been very well received I put in things like dry shampoo mascara a seasonal decoration uh, the Lansino cream which was the nipple cream that I loved using when I was breastfeeding with my girls I found it worked really well um uh, hair tie, lip balm, hand sanitizer, a little blank notebook with pens, anything that you think um, that that new mom would like. It's just sort of a fun a fun thing to do. And you know how there's so much talk now about experiences over gifts. So yes, it is some stuff, but it's also kind of that experience of opening up a little thing each day and, uh, and just kind of having that as a new mom. So an idea that you might want to consider. I took a photo of one of the gifts assembled before I had it wrapped, and I'll include that in the show notes for today as well. So at thismomloves.ca slash podcasts, and this is episode 17. I am so thrilled to introduce my very special guest today, Tracy Moore. She is a wife, a mom of two, and the host of the hit daytime talk show, City Line, which airs mornings on City TV. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's been a while since we got to hang out and chat. It sure has. Yes, I'm going to get to that later, too. The first thing I want to say is to happy belated birthday. And so you turned 44 recently. And I know that a lot of women are shy about birthdays and hesitant about sharing their age. But you have said that you embrace it all. And why do you feel that way? I've never really understood why people would not want to celebrate the living crap out of their birthday. <laughs> I am such a birthday girl. And from what one perspective, I understand I'm in television. Maybe at some point I'm going to age out because this is a situation that women have in television. You get to a certain age and they're like, no, 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 we need the younger version of Tracy Moore. So I, I get from that perspective maybe why people wouldn't want to shout out from the rooftop their age. But you know what? When my time is done on City Line and they got to take me behind the barn and shoot me, <laughs> I guess I'll be okay with it and, and try and switch gears. I'd rather deal with that situation when it comes versus trying to keep my age a big secret. Every single year I've been on this earth has been a blessing. We get the privilege of aging. Thank yeah. goodness we live in a country like Canada where we've got political stability and health care and access to all these resources and we can live to a ripe old age. And if you get to live to a ripe old age, you are so lucky. So I see, I see myself as very lucky every year that I get to live on this planet. And yeah, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate the embarrassment of riches that I believe my life is, the fact that I've got these two healthy kids, husband, parents that are still alive. Like, thank you, God. God willing, they stay alive for much longer. Yeah. But I'm really, really grateful for my life. And I don't want a year to go by when I don't mark the year. Agreed. Love it. Now, you've also talked about how last year, instead of resolving to hustle and accomplish more, like most of the, the people on Instagram, how you actually set a goal to slow down in 2018 and you were thrilled with your results. So I'd like you to talk about that a little if you can and then what your goals are now for 2019. 2017 was an amazing year. I felt like I was able to, to 
do projects that I had only dreamed of doing, and that included traveling across Canada as an ambassador for, uh, you know, community eat together campaign, and you know, it included being on the red carpet at the Grammys and just doing all of this amazing work that were pinch me moments um, from a career perspective, delivering keynotes, um, being an MC. And at the end of the year, uh, the finances were amazing, mm -hmm. but I was so tired. And there were so many Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays or in the middle of the week when I would take a moment to myself and think, I don't really want to live like this. I don't want to always be five minutes from being late. Yeah. I don't want to be scrambling constantly. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want my mind to be compartmentalized into all the different things I have to get through in a day. It didn't feel sustainable. And so at the end of 2017, I had to have a conversation with myself and figure out, hmm, how am I going to continue to bring in this income but be true to myself, which means having some time to think instead of running on a treadmill constantly. And there's a couple of things I know about my psychology, and that is if someone offers me a gig, whether it be a keynote or um, emceeing an event, or it could even be a social media integration, I will look at my calendar, and if I am free, I will say yes. Right. And then inevitably what happens closer to that date is all of the rest of the days around that day have also been filled up with gigs and I have no time and I'm being an, a monster with my family and my husband is having to take the brunt of all of the, the home care and the managing because I'm just, I'm frazzled and busy. So I said, why don't I take it out of my hands since I can't control saying, you know, yes to gigs. And why don't I just really, really raise my rate mm -hmm. so that less people are actually going to ask me to work and the people who ask me to work, I will walk in feeling happy because I will be rested because I will be working less yeah. and ultimately I'll be making the same amount of money. Right. And that's what I did. And it shockingly, it worked. It worked. I probably had one third of the work I had the year before and I was able to bring in the same kind of money, which would so great for, you know, our mortgage and mm -hmm. family. <laughs> and the other thing I did was I felt like social media is, uh, I still feel it's a bit of a time suck. And so I sort of weighed the whole engaging um, with everyone. I love my followers and I feel like, you know, I, engaging with them is sort of something you do because people engage with me and I want to be able to engage with them. But I feel like I was doing it at the um, expense of my mental health and mm -hmm. doing it at the expense of the time I should have been spending with my kids and my husband. So I stayed away from engaging as much. If I go on and I have a moment alone and I feel like scrolling for 10, 15 minutes, I will indulge. But for the most part, I don't make a habit of having to go through everyone's posts and liking and commenting. I only post once a day now instead of twice a day. And that has freed up so much time in my life. And I feel like it's better because the, you know, the, the content I'm putting out is authentic content. I'm actually feeling it and mm -hmm. I'm not feeling rushed. And if there's nothing to post, I just do not post. I don't beat myself up over that. Yeah. And the third thing I did was just recommit to having that 10 minutes of meditation every morning. Fitness is no problem for me. I'm always going to wake up and want to sweat. Yeah. But meditation 
waking up a little bit early, which is like super stupid early, <laughs> in order to have that time to myself is something that I am committed to. And I feel like it makes my days calmer and a little bit more reflective. How early is super stupid early? 4.45. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have to agree with your assessment. <laughs> but good for you. Good for Sometimes you. 4.30. It yeah. depends on the day. And so more of the same for 2019. You're happy with how last year went? I'm so happy yeah. with how last year yet good. went. The only thing is I can kind of say, Kate, I might be ready to take on perhaps another big project. We'll see how I'm feeling maybe mid-2019 to late-2019. Um, May Because, yes, last year, I feel, was a nice sort of rest and rebuild year. Yeah. And, you know, this might be the year when I come up with something creatively to do next. So we'll see. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. There might be a little hint there. Okay. <laughs> so you've been the host now on CityLine for 10 years. So we first chatted for my blog back in 2010. So you were fairly new still uh, on the show, and I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. So over those 10 years, how do you feel the show has changed, and how have you changed? I feel that the show has evolved big time, um, sort of in lockstep with my evolution. I have become a more, I feel like more comfortable in my voice now. I have a voice and I get what my voice is and I understand who I am on TV and in real life. And they're pretty much the same woman, <laughs> which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud to say. Yeah. And I feel like the show has melded in a way. My personality in the show has all melded together in this lovely, you know, harmonious relationship. So on the show, we talk about a lot of the authenticity that I, you know, try and reflect in my real life. And we do something called City Line Real now on the show, which some of my favorite segments, they're very Tracy Moore. It's <laughs> about taking uh, a really good hard look at issues like infertility and body image and aging, um, even, you know, teenagers, what they're thinking and feeling, but just being really real mm -hmm. and stripping things back. I feel like when I started on the show, everything was very aspirational. Right. Like, oh, this is the living room you should get. Whereas now it's sort of like, well, maybe this is the living room that you can afford. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's more in... That's more in lockstep with who I am uh, in real life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to make my life as lovely as possible, but always on a budget mm -hmm. and always being very cognizant of the fact that everything is not going to be perfect. And mm -hmm. I feel like City Line reflects that. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's great. Is there a favorite day or type of segment that you have on City Line? There really isn't a favorite day for me. I mean, I started out loving Fashion Friday, because that, that's easy. Who, yeah. who doesn't love fashion? Right. And I really disliked any of the cooking. I mean, The Three Chefs was such a slog for me, because I'm like, oh my God, an hour of cooking? Just shoot me. <laughs> I don't cook. I have no interest. I'm with you. And over the years, I have fallen in love with Mondays, just because of the the how-to-ness of it all. I've fallen in love with Tuesdays and my chefs. I love the vibe of having these three guys on the show. I love all of the home cooks, the home economists like Marilyn Smith we have on the show. She makes my life fun. I actually learn a few things that I use in the kitchen for the limited cooking I do do. <laughs> and I even decor. Decor has probably had the biggest influence on me because I feel like I've really been able to take a lot of the tips and use them in my home. Yeah. So there, I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. I don't wake up on a certain day and say, oh, yes, it's Wednesday. 
Yeah. It's not like that. It's every day sort of has something good to offer. Yeah, that's all good. And it's nice to have the variety. Yeah, and it is nice to have the variety. Mm -hmm. It keeps me on my toes. For sure. So I'm going to go into something a little bit heavier here. So it's funny. Originally, when I knew we were going to be chatting, I had some different questions about social media. And there was one about body image and one about race, because I know these are things that kind of all come up with you. Mm -hmm. But then recently, you shared a post. And it was, I believe, a Facebook comment that someone left. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read that comment. And then we can kind of just uh, take it apart from there and I think hit on some of those topics. So um, the person wrote, I noticed Tracy Moore keeps on wearing tops that reveal her shoulders. Her shoulders, arms, and hands look a bit masculine and are not feminine. That does not look attractive at all for a woman, in my opinion. Scientists discovered when comparing white women to black women, overall black women feature slightly more masculine features. So there's different pieces to this. So first of all, I'm curious to know how you handle that sort of criticism on social media. But then there's the body image piece and the racism piece. So you can just kind of take that and go where you want with this. I don't usually respond to hateful messages on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You know, I've had the N-bomb sent to me via direct message on, on Facebook and on Instagram. Not frequently. I'm actually kind of shocked at the amount of negativity I don't get on social media, considering, um, you know, that I'm a public figure. The reason why I I commented on this particular comment was because it made me pause when I read it. And it was this perfect storm of at least two things I can't co-sign, which is body shaming and racism. Mm -hmm. So, sure, I expect um, a certain dose of people saying, my goodness, how could you wear that dress that looks awful on you? Or are you pregnant because (laughs) your stomach is really protruding in that outfit? Or, you know, I don't, I disagree with your caption on that post. I expect these things. I don't enjoy them, Mm -hmm. but I expect them. When it crosses the line into your body is wrong, your body is ugly, you're not good enough, scientists show that black bodies are not as feminine as white bodies and you happen to catch me on the right day, I am going to say something. And mostly what I try to do is highlight how I feel about the subject. I'm not trying to change this ignorant man's mind about my body. And by the way, it is a man. It's a white male. I'm not trying to change his mind about... um, how he feels about me. That's not my job, um, nor am I here to educate the world. What I want to do is use it as a lesson to remind people that this kind of ignorance is still running rampant and always has been in Canada, because I think we often put our head in the sand when it comes to racism and misogyny in our country. It's happening. It's happening everywhere. And People like me are the ones that get the shots fired at them. And I also want people to understand, think before you type. Leave your uh, racist, religious, elitist, whatever it might be, comments in your mind. Do not spew them out there. If you wouldn't say it to the person in real life, don't put it out on social media. And particularly my page is not open for discussion about things like my body, or say even parenting my kids, that would be another thing that would get my back up, but I haven't received any of that, mm-hmm. or racism. Yeah. That's not what you do on my page. There's no room for it, and I'm definitely going to call that out when it happens. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, and I love how you're showing lots of uh, great photos of those strong arms, too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, lots of arms. 
arms. You don't like my arms? But Here they are. You know what, Kate? And the, the other thing is, reading the almost 3,000 comments, it was, it, there was a, at some point, I started feeling really embarrassed because every comment was, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I did not put this out there to fish for people to tell me how beautiful I am. I'm right. actually 100% okay with who I am. Yeah. That, that was never an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't have an issue with my body. And I, I'm not trying to get people to tell me my body's good. That affirmation has to come from me, and I already have that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what people think about my body. I'm putting it out there so that we are aware that this exists and that we defend each other online because there there is strength in numbers. And when ignorant people like this um, can sort of see that a lot of people disagree with them, it can help. Mm-hmm. At the same token, I didn't put his name out there because I'm not trying to incite online bully- bullying. And, yeah, I, agree I want with people that. to have their eyes open. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so still sticking with social media for a moment, but a little bit lighter now. So you've got two kids, your son, Sydney, and your daughter, Eva. I'm going to say 11 and 9. Am I close? They are, you're close. They are 10 and 8. 10 and 8. Okay, so a little bit younger. Um, And I know you show them both on social media occasionally, and I'm curious to know how you decide what to show or tell. I mean, I have a way smaller following than you do, but even when I first started the blog, I used pseudonyms for my girls because I thought, oh, maybe it's awful to say their real names. And But then eventually, once I got on Facebook, I'd post my my blog post on Facebook, and someone would leave a comment saying, oh, Eva looks so cute because I have an Eva too. And I thought, oh, forget this. This isn't worth it. These are their names. This is what they look like. But I still give them sort of some say over what goes out there. But I'm curious to know, because you've got such a such a big following, how do you decide like what's too much or what you can show and tell? It's a hard balance. And I, I have to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm hitting that balance properly. I know I don't put anything out there that could potentially embarrass them. I know that a lot of their friends' parents follow me on Instagram. And the last thing I want is, you know, to put a picture of my daughter with her blankie and have her friends make fun of her Mm -hmm. for it because one of their mothers or fathers saw it on my Instagram account. So when it comes to pictures of the kids, they get to approve, particularly my son. If if it was up to my daughter, she'd be on my Instagram account every day. Like, you can take a picture of me doing this. You can take a picture of me doing that. Are you going to put that on your account? Because you certainly can. Like, she has no problem with yeah. it. She, I'm going to have the other issue with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my son, he, I show him, and I say, you know, it's a picture of you and Daddy. I think it's really cute. Do you find it embarrassing? How do you feel about me posting it? And he'll say, no, no, no. I'm good with that. Um, you know, I like the picture. Or sometimes I'll take a picture of him and he'll say, I'm in my pajamas and I don't want to be in my pajamas on your page. And I'll say, okay, no problem. So their their stories are their stories. And it's becoming becoming that I have to give them ownership over their own lives. Mm -hmm. And so I realize they will appear. And you'll see my son's on my page a lot less than my daughter. And that's because he has control over his voice and his story now. Yeah. And the same will probably start happening with my daughter. So nothing that would potentially humiliate them, nothing that would shame them, nothing that would embarrass them, and, and they get final approval. The other side of it is that I see it as such a beautiful album of my life yes. with these little people. Yeah. 
so many good moments, you know, so many amazing memories. And I want to be able to just, I wish I could just print out my entire Instagram to remind me of all of these lovely little moments, everything from the mundane to the spectacular, yeah. all gathered on my Instagram account. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of a uh, company that'll do that somewhere. <laughs> Put yeah, all of your posts in the book. Um, okay, yeah, we're totally on the same page with that, too. I agree with you completely. I have a question from a listener now. So Andrea wants to know what your secret is to balancing all your commitments while being an involved parent and partner. And I think I already know what you're going to say about the word balance, but I'll let you uh, say it. Yeah, it's far from perfect. And I basically, I think it's a zero-sum game in a lot of ways. So there's going to be a winner and a loser in most situations. Sometimes my job wins and, you know, I stay at work really late and it means that I'm going to miss out on dinner and bath time and bedtime. And sometimes my kids are going to win and I'm going to have, you know, a boss upset with me because I don't want to do that shoot because it's on an evening when I have a commitment with my kids. Mm -hmm. And it's, it never feels good. Like it's never, it's never something celebratory that I've let somebody down, but it's also my life. And so if I'm going to be able to be out there chasing my dreams, doing this big show and having a clothing line and mentoring young people, it means sometimes my kids have to take a back seat or it means sometimes my job has to take a back seat because I want to be the involved mom. Mm -hmm. I do feel, though, that my kids are learning from my hustle as much as they're learning from the days that I'm rolling around on the ground with them playing games. Mm -hmm. Um I'm very, very committed to my mental health because I did go through depression after my first baby. Mm -hmm. And so I will always make time to, to sweat. And it could be, it could even be just yoga stretches in my basement, but that's why it's crucial for me to wake up early and get that in. And it's kind of non-negotiable. So the kids can be up and I'm working out in the basement and I will say to them, I'm on this treadmill for half an hour and you're going to pretend I'm not here. And when you talk to me, I'm going to ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It's just but that's, 30 minutes. I'm that's sure good role modeling for me. them too. Yeah. So it's never perfect. Um, but the other thing I would say is having a supportive partner is everything. And Leo really does, I would say, way more than the average husband in a relationship. He is the cook. He is the one that organizes their camp schedule. He organizes a lot of their extracurricular activities. He is walking the dog on most days. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very hands-on, and he is a co-parent in the truest sense of the word. So I, um, a lot of my life is very much helped by the fact that we are sharing the load. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I just have one more question for you, Tracy. Perfect. Do you have any This Mom Loves or favorite things that you could recommend to listeners, like a book you've read lately, an app you love, a beauty product, anything that comes to mind? Sure. Well, everyone's freaking out over the collagen that I've been posting on my IG story, so maybe I should talk about that. Please do. Um, Within Us True Marine Collagen is ordered online out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and I started using it because they had pitched the product to me a few times, and I sort of ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. And then at some point, I read the founder had said that her mother had suffered from arthritis and went from being almost wheelchair-bound to feeling perfectly healthy. And so that struck my uh, that struck me because my mother has 
crippling arthritis. Like, she's in so much pain, and she doesn't talk about it, and I feel awful for her, and she's such a soldier. She just doesn't complain at all. So I thought, oh, I wonder if I could get them to send me some of this stuff and I can get my mom on it. I got, um, a, you know, like a kilo of it. I put my mom on it. She had a scoop every day. And then after a while, my my mom, still having the pain from arthritis, mind you, it hasn't helped her arthritis, she noticed her nails were hard as rock. Like, I would go there with the kids, and I'd be like, oh, Mom, did you put on acrylics? And she, be, and she told me, no, my nails have not been this hard forever. My mom has mm. nails like me. They're super weak. Yeah. And... Um, and so my dad started taking it. So it was my mom and my dad taking it before I even tried it. And my dad said, uh, sweetheart, my skin is so smooth, I don't have to put on lotion. I was like, what? My parents are in their 70s, beautiful skin all of a sudden, gorgeous nails. Yeah. So I was like, I need to get in on this. <laughs> so I started taking a scoop of collagen a day, and I often put it in my coffee as part of my Bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm. So I do a scoop of collagen, a scoop of coconut oil, um, a packet of stevia and coffee, and I blend it all up, and it is a beautiful, creamy, amazing morning treat. And I have it about four, four maybe five days a week on the days when I work out at six in the morning. I have it um, after my workout, and it's amazing. So get you some collagen, listeners. Um, okay. it's, it's great stuff, and I find that my skin is clear and soft, and my nails are super, super strong. Okay, I bet you will have a lot of listeners running for that now. So thanks for for the recommendation. No problem. So great to chat with you, Tracy. I will have links to Tracy's social media accounts so you can give her a follow if you don't already, as well as to CityLine. And you can catch her hosting the show every morning on City TV. Thanks again for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Kate. Take care of yourself. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. And that's it for episode 17 of This Mom Loves. Again, in the show notes, I will link to Better by Amy Robach, to my blog post about a great gift to give to a new mom, and I will have all of Tracy Moore's links there as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really love if you could rate or review This Mom Loves, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, if you could recommend it to a friend, word of mouth can be so helpful in spreading the word. And I'd really appreciate uh, if you had the time to do that. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to my editor, Lucas Wojcicki, for always making the audio sound great. And until next time, I hope everyone has a great week.